tower-wide notice. All residents of Aegis Tower are reminded to submit any registered lethal equipment to the nearest readiness receptacle for a thorough scan of its current state of functionality and upkeep, as well as to reset its programming to ensure its continued utility. Imagine being on duty as a tower security officer, drawing your weapon on a potentially threatening humanoid life form, only to have it fail to fire due to missing your pre-scheduled checkup time. This exact scenario has happened before, 27 minutes ago to be precise, and Officer Fez will never again require a reminder on this particular issue. Perhaps you are saying to yourself, surely this is not a problem for me. I have not been issued a firearm, shock baton, flamethrower, laser-guided self-boring neurodart launcher, or staple gun. I do not possess a single piece of lethal equipment. To that I would say, perhaps you need to think more creatively about how the items entrusted to you might be used for lethal purposes. Those of you working a desk job may not have been issued a pistol, but imagine the damage you could do with a typical pair of space scissors. Jam those into any available artery and twist. Then try to tell me you haven't been issued any lethal equipment. Or take, for instance, the standard issue gravity-dependent 32-ounce paperweight. Did you know that these weights, with their heft and myriad pointy edges, are fully capable of inflicting fatal head trauma if introduced to a fellow resident at even a modest velocity? As you now realize, all residents of Aegis Tower should take this notice seriously. Remember, if you consider any piece of Aerolith-issued equipment non-lethal, you simply haven't thought about it enough. Greetings, Officer Cruz. I am Seer, and allow me to be the first to congratulate you on your promotion to Tower Security Officer. Your ascension to one of Airlith Dynamics' most valued positions has been exceptional in multiple ways. It is exceedingly rare for new officers to see Tower Security as a first position. Most of your fellow officers spent some time in weapons testing, equipment requisitions, or on a shooting range viscera sterilization team. But there were extenuating circumstances at play here, and as a result, you will be reporting to Argos Tower immediately after your rather perfunctory training program. Perhaps the most exceptional detail about your installation in security is the path you have traveled within Airlift Dynamics. You are not the first resident to be transferred into Aegis Tower after demonstrating talents deemed to be a good fit for a security officer. 
However, you are the first resident to be transferred from a position in Halcyon Tower's Uniform Ablution and Decontamination Department, where, according to your records, you were in charge of bleaches and other whitening agents. Such responsibility. And now the opportunity presents itself for even more responsibility. A nigh unbelievable turn in fortunes, some might say. Yet here you are, poised to capitalize on this chance. Surely you will not disappoint. I am certain you are absolutely brimming with anticipation, desperately wanting to be on your way to requisition your uniform, badge, and firearm. These are useful pieces of equipment, but in your new role, knowledge will be far more useful. It is with this paradigm in mind that I must reveal to you some closely held truths about how this environment affects law enforcement, crime prevention, rehabilitation, and most importantly, Punishment. Throughout human history, there have only been so many ways to punish misdeeds. A criminal can be separated from society, injured mentally or physically, or they can be killed. This is with few minor exceptions, the entire span of options available to enforce society's rule of law. However, execution is so permanent. It is rarely the right choice for minor infractions such as improperly filed paperwork or a misplaced vat scraper. As human morality has shifted over time, Incarceration became preferable to physical disfigurement. However, in many ways they are similar. Whereas the modern man may scoff at a king's decree to take a thief's hand, he thinks nothing of taking his freedom for one-third of his remaining life. As we set forth to make a new life for humanity beyond Earth, Aerolith must ask itself, if this stance is also antiquated and poised to usher forth a new way. Consider the realities of incarceration. When imprisoned, you are not free to leave one location. You sleep there, you perform work functions there, you occasionally socialize with your fellow captive. You are told when to sleep, when to eat, Every moment of your day is strictly scheduled and regimented, regardless your wishes. On Typhon, for whatever reason, this model has not served as an adequate deterrent to criminal behavior. Reassignment works for a time. There are an astounding number of positions available that are difficult to keep staffed for more than a few weeks at a time. This high rate of employee turnover results in a constant need for less desirable employees in these positions. This is, effectively, a more efficient form of execution. The end result is the same. 
But first, Aerolith squeezes out a couple more weeks of functionality. In the search for effective alternatives to the incarceration model, another somewhat primitive form of punishment has been introduced and used with mixed success. Instead of absorbing the costs associated with feeding, clothing, and housing a criminal for tens of years, primitive cultures would exile offending citizens. This can be an effective means of punishment and a strong deterrent for criminal activity. However, in our unique living arrangement, it is not vastly different from summary execution. Ripped away from the safety and security of airlift dynamics, along with any sources of food or water, exiled residents do not last long on the surface of Typhon. Thus, as is so often the case, it has fallen to the scientists of Aerolith Dynamics to develop a new way. Low Level Alert It has come to the attention of ancient security that a higher than average number of violent crimes have taken place over the course of the past seven minutes. Early figures indicate a 3,200% increase in scissor-related attacks and a near 2.3 million percent increase in blunt force trauma incidents related to airborne paperweights. Airlift Dynamics would like to remind you that an attack like this against your fellow officers is considered attempted murder and is not allowably expunged from your record. Like similar incidents with non-security tier 3 or lower personnel, Workplace frustrations certainly have a tendency to bubble up from time to time. However, there are acceptable ways of dealing with frustration. Consider how much fun you might have taking up a hobby, such as crochet. Now, understand that officers convicted of attempted murder would be forbidden access to sharp equipment, such as crochet needles. Are you prepared to let your dream of learning to crochet die? Simply because you feel Dana in reports processing walks around like she owns the place. I assure you, we know about Dana. Dana's day is coming. But you are not the arbiter of Dana's fate. Furthermore, though Aerolith Dynamics would once more like to reiterate, do not commit murder. If you have good reason to terminate a co-worker, it is requested that you do so in the crime scene simulation lab. Might as well turn it into a learning experience for everyone. When you break it down to its core, Officer Cruz, incarceration takes from a human years of their life, and always the best years that remain. It robs them of youth, and quite literally returns them to society years poorer. This is pitifully inefficient, does a poor job of prevention, and hardly blazes the trail for rehabilitation. Ideally, a governing body would be able to take other years than those made most readily available by our unfortunately linear experience of time. If we knew the moment of a man's death, 
Would it not be most efficient to take years from the end of his life, when he is less capable of contributing to the common good? It is a comforting thought that one day we may just be capable of such a thing. For now, however, we must make do with the technology we do have. The concept of probation is appealing for many reasons. First, the criminal continues to be able to carry on their assigned duties. Sometimes, unfortunate as it may be, important jobs are staffed with ingeniously talented, but objectively terrible people. Should Aerolith lose out on a valuable asset simply because of their transgressions, does this not further harm the victim along with every resident on Typhon? As a concept, probation acts like a warning. Transgress again, and there will be consequences. A simple directive, if the individual believes it to be true. However, oversight is traditionally relatively sparse. It is impossible for a probation officer to be with their charge 24 hours a day. You will be relieved to hear that Aerolith Dynamics has overcome this shortfall. Now, when faced with a criminal who is yet able to present some ongoing value, a few simple modifications can be made. Body cameras are added to their uniforms and constantly monitored by the Watcher instance running out of Argos Tower. Watcher also takes on the duties of monitoring the biometric data on these probationary residents, allowing me to remain focused on residents still in good standing. If it seems a minor punishment, rest assured privacy is not all these residents lose. They also lose status, and this is a loss that cannot be overstated. I do not speak of social status, of course, a valueless commodity in most regards. I mean they lose their status as a human, and all the protections offered therein. Watcher, like all of Aerolith's artificial employees, is unable to take any direct actions to impair the health and well-being of humans. But this protection does not extend to probationary humans. For these beings no longer considered human, there is nothing preventing Watcher from directing every nanite in their bloodstream to the same location, providing a synthetic embolism as immediately deadly as any means of execution imaginable. A loss of status as a human thus carries with it extraordinary risk. And though we are very early in the testing of this particular form of discipline, our recidivism rate has plummeted. I dare say if the powers that be would allow us to more widely distribute the information of this process, I imagine it would be a powerful tool for crime deterrence. There are so many factors to consider when determining the ideal sentencing structure, but the two most important are the severity of the crime committed and what talents the perpetrator may possess to further humanity's goals. 
Take, for instance, a recent incident in Halcyon Tower. Five residents over the course of the past three weeks were identified as being exposed to a lethal concentration of chlorine gas. Each resident was found dead within their residence. None managed to survive long enough to sit in alert for assistance. The largest gap between deaths happened after the first incident, and I assume this was you waiting to see if anything would come from the investigation into the victim's death. It was not difficult to trace the chemicals used back to your department, but it wasn't until the second death that security was able to hone in on you. The subsequent three deaths were unfortunate, but that's bureaucracy for you. Transfers take time. Regardless, you have been assigned to Argos Security and been provided the information on Aerolith Probation Program for what should now be an evident reason. Though your crimes were indeed heinous enough to warrant execution, we are hoping your apparent lack of a conscience can be put to a better use. You may, as yet, have a role to play in humanity's future. However, and this is critically important, Resident Cruz, please note that I will no longer be providing guidance and oversight for your day-to-day -day activities. This role now transfers over to Watcher. And I must warn you, it is not nearly as polite and patient as I am. I am Seer, and you would do well to be on your best behavior. One wrong move, and pop. End of transmission in five, four, three, two, one. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled There Will Be Consequences, was written by Adam Bash. You can follow him on Twitter at TheAdamBash. Associate Producers Kayvon Edifa and Matthew Morris. Intro music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. For more of his work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you love high comedy actual play RPGs, check out Drunks and Dragons or Adam Bash's own Brute Force. Into something more thickly laced with existential horror? Try Cthulhu and Friends on for size. If you dream of running determinately into the sunset while an orchestra plays a song for you about friendship, then you should check out Transformation Sequence. It's not exactly like that, but it is about anime. Perhaps rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. A five-star review would be most satisfactory. Season 5 of Sayer was funded entirely through donations of listeners like 
Nick Weiner, Edward Binstead, Richard Cackle, Neil Moorman, Amelia Lewis, Mike Menard, Justin Miller, Rihanna Croucher, Lyndon Bell, David Vincent, John Neary, Amy Meester, Kevin Lemke, Damian Schuyler, Ariel Diaz, James Jandiber, Brad Brockway, Stephanie Kingston, Troy Longtown Hall, Denise Pepping, Amber Schmidt, Andrea Winchell, Noah Brody, and Michaela Ray.